Hey everybody, this is Marcus of My Friend Marcus. I'm coming to you from the future of the recording of this episode. Just to give you a little bit of an intro to the intro of this episode. Uh, an epilogue, if you will. David and I, we were together the other night. We went to the theater. We saw Nomadland. We'll get into that later. After the uh, after the movie, we went out. We had a few drinks with our friend John. Shout out to John. Shout out to his girlfriend as well for, for picking us up. Being being the uh, driver, uh, designated driver, making sure we got home safely. Please drink responsibly. And at that point, it was about three thirty in the morning. Uh, we decided let's rec- let's record now because if we don't record now, who knows when we're going to be together again? Uh, that's kind of a, ha- a challenge in itself for David and I. Just coordinating, we live about an hour and a half from each other, uh, so that's why there was a delay in the last episode, as stated. So yeah, we're together. Let's do it. Let's 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 make sure we uh, are on track to get an episode out in time this this time. Uh, so we did, and and the only reason I'm really doing this uh, is because towards at the end there's going to be a hard cut uh, because we had been up awake for about about 24 hours. I had been awake for 24 hours. Like I said, we had a few drinks. <clears throat> it just didn't make for a pretty sight. We weren't like belligerent, drunk, obnoxious. We were just exhausted and, and falling asleep. And it didn't make for anything entertaining. So I decided, you know, this doesn't need to be in there. People need to need to hear this. They don't want to hear this. This is boring. Uh, it's not entertaining at all. So I'll, I'll jump in at the end, kind of soothe things over, tuck it, tuck you in, put a little bow on top, a little cherry, and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you at that point. But for now, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, my name is Marcus, and this is my friend David. <laughs> We're coming to you live from a very late episode. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, very special episode. So to set the scene, it's three thirty in the morning. It couple, is uh, a good amount of beers deep. Two boys, two, two boys, a uh, Big Mac, and a couple hot uh, spicy nuggets deep. That's it. The only thing between us. And some tacos. We had some duck tacos. Naked as we came from Ooh, this is, earth. Isn't that a... Iron and wine, I think. Yes. Yeah. Arms wide open. That's Creed. <laughs> no, that's... With arms wide, wide open. Yeah. Naked. Damn, we are already going to need to throw this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's been... Um, so, we're a week from when we recorded the last episode, right? Yes, we're actually... Almost on track to get our scheduled episode out. That's right, awesome, dude. We've been doing, we've been crushing it. We're crushing. Gonna put some whiskey for myself. That was he removed that from my ass. <laughs> Boom! Nine banded whiskey, uh, um, brewed from uh, my ass, distilled in Austin. Very good whiskey. Very. I wish I could. I wish I could get my bitters, but it's what it. It mm. is what. Fuck! Damn. It is what it is, boy. So this episode uh, is basically going to be an origin story, if you will. Right. Uh, there's no real structure, nothing really nothing. that we have planned to talk about. Nope. Don't think it's a, a, a on the whim, we're drunk, let's record an episode. It is, <laughs> but it's... Very much so. <laughs> but it, it has, it's been like, we plan. okay, whatever. No, no Madeline. No. No Madeline. Oh my God. Okay, well, yeah, let's jump right into that. <laughs> so on top of... And there's there's things that 
we will get into with this more so you because as much as I follow along, I've also not paid attention. Because yeah. So my things this uh the, this week and over the past two or three weeks, mm-hmm. it's really kicked off award season. Right. You had the the Gotham Awards where a few weeks ago the uh, the the SAG Awards, the Screen Actor Guilds, right, right, Screen Screen Actors Guild. Right. Yep. And uh, this past week, we had the Golden Globes Awards. So, let me just name them off, okay? The There's, awards are the nominees. The nominees. Yeah, go ahead. Because um, they're good ones. They're good ones, and you're kind of... so Okay, so I guess to kind of like, to preface this, last year was a powerhouse for movies, right? For sure. This, and this year, this year is, we didn't think it was going to be no. the same, but in a lot of ways, it has been. Yeah, it's not really, as much. It's really, it's really come like, but the movies that have been, I, I mean, I guess there hasn't been a lot to choose from, but the movies that have been selected yeah. have been, or the movies and shows even have yeah. been just absolute. Wow. Yeah. So, so the Golden Globes, for those who don't know, is is it's kind of like the well, the Gotham Awards really kind of the kickstart to the award season, which has been delayed mm-hmm. a few months because of everything. Um, so the Oscars, I believe, in, in mid to late April. So the Golden Globes nominees got announced. The right. nominees are kind of like the kind of use it as a gauge to see what the Oscars going to be like. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead and uh, go over what they are. The Golden Globes as well also includes TV shows. Right. I'm not right. too keen on those, but uh, we can kind of touch base. So the big one, of course, is best picture drama. Right. If uh, this was the Oscars, it'd just be best picture. So starting off with the father, which I have not seen. Same here. Anthony Hopkins. Right. Anthony Kiedis. California. Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Mank, which I was gonna watch today, but David Fincher. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Amazing cast. The Kings. Crazy cast. Yeah. Very good. I'm gonna skip the next one. We'll keep that for last. Yeah, promising young, promising young woman, astonishing. Also very good, and it's it's okay. So that was one, and I think we talked about this on the ride from what we will be talking about soon. Yeah, um, that was initially input as a comedy. That's that's like and then I think offensive they, to me as someone who doesn't get offended. I'm like, yeah. So eesh. it yeah because it very much was not yeah there were like the i i could see there's the, banter comedy in the banter they did but, put a like a little bit of humor in it to kind of like lighten not yeah. so much the situation or but the there's topic. also some comedy in the movie that we saw today and that's like right yeah heart ripping so i think it it correctly got classified as a drama for sure initial or it's like drama overall, at right. the least it's a thriller but uh right it got nominated and it I, did and it's if it's a fine movie i liked it a lot yeah i I'm just surprised it got nominated, to be honest. I wish I was, but I think the more I think about the movie, the more I talk about that movie, the more I liked it. But it is up against some very tough competition. And movies I haven't seen, one that we have. Yeah, so I've but, seen three of the five. Um, the next right. one is going to be Trial of the Chicago 7. I have not seen it yet, it's but I've Net- heard some pretty rave reviews. It's on Netflix. I saw it um, this week. And it's okay. It's a core drama. Right, right. It, it has a great cast. Mm-hmm. A very strange cast. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is in Yeah, it. he is in it. And he's also nominated for Borat too. Um, Which, meh. I, I think just because, and hot take maybe, but 
the political surroundings, I guess. I it was an okay movie. It wasn't It was okay. Something about comedies these days just don't hit for me, you know what I mean? Right. And it did have to be like very over the top to yeah. to even like classify. I think like the first one was good because the bit was still alive. And then with the second one it was like Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. And like, yeah, some of it was funny and then other parts was just like cringy. And then it was like, okay, now this is just kind of dumb. It it, it like became scary movie for me. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't think it was good. But he was good in, in Charlie Chicago seven and he's a good actor. He very, he very much is. He's very like classical actor, like a, uh, yeah, if if you look at like the the, the cast of Charles Chicago Seven, it's like an all star lineup. It is. So yeah, you got Eddie Redmayne, right. Sasha, uh, Sasha Barry Cohen, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carroll Lynch, he's in. Uh, he's like a comedy guy, you know the bald guy. He's in. Uh, what is he in? What is he in? What is he in? He's in Fargo. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's balding with the side. He's like okay. Um, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. Well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then this guy plays uh, Bobby Seale of the Black Panthers. He's a small role, but it's a great role. Uh, ya- Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. He comes out in... He, com- he If most people know him, it's from... He plays Black, Ma- Black Manta in Aquaman, but he also plays... Okay, He yeah. plays a character. I don't want to spoil who he is, but he plays a character in... The Watchmen. He's really good. Okay. Yeah, they just have a great, uh, like I said, Joseph The Watchmen Gordon-Levitt. HBO series. Yeah. Michael okay. Keaton comes out. Yeah. Uh, Cohen Harrison Jr. comes out on Waves. He also plays Fred Hampton of the mm-hmm. Black Panthers. Has right. a small role. So yeah, so he has a good, great cast. It will probably win like best uh, ensemble. Yeah. And then lastly, for the nominee, nominees, Nomadland. Jesus. God, Christ damn, on the cross, dude. dude. We, what uh, a movie. Yeah, we just saw that this evening. We did. I'm so glad to be able to watch good films in theater again. Yeah. God. And so I, when you initially like offered me the chance to see it, I was kind of like you i didn't think like okay well why an imax and then i was like well if we're gonna see yeah. it we like why not because it's it's there it's yeah the opportunity is there um and then i didn't realize what they were doing in the theater by doing the imax thing like what their protocols or whatever were so mm-hmm. they had every other row taped off and then you know then yeah we were like, one of my seats Ten, it was if maybe that, ten people, and if, if you've been to IMAX theater, it seats probably three hundred. Right, that's insane. Yeah, so it was. It wasn't a movie that I thought needed to be in IMAX at first. Personally, no, really. That yeah, no, 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 not like after we saw it. Yeah, I was like, yes, I needed to see this in IMAX. I would have maybe sat a little further back. Okay, sorry, I picked the seats. No, I'm yeah, bad. you fucked it up. <laughs> no, it was it was very good. Um, but after seeing it, I was like, I'm so glad I saw that in IMAX yeah. initially. I can see it a hundred times more now and not feel like I missed anything. So it was for me when I was like, oh, this is why I'm watching it in IMAX. It's because it has these 
this is amazing fucking beautiful and it's, i know i said beautiful a lot in the last episode but it has these super beautiful landscape shots of america it does and the backwoods of america and the right. fucking landscaping of america yeah and so, the mountains it's it's these soup like you know these yeah. shots and then that as well as these super uh up close shots of the characters right like almost not so much monologues but like these like yeah very intimate like, and and that's that's if i had one one word to describe Nomadland, it's intimate very much so yeah it was it hit very hard holy shit dude it was not what i i was expecting from the yeah. trailer i was almost expecting like a little bit more of like light-hearted humor mm-hmm. kind of goofy person traveling around and like yeah it's van. about it's about so it's it's with fanship dormant and that's about it yeah uh the rest of the cast is a lot of no names very much so, but um, very, very well acted. Yeah, n- n- I couldn't see a flaw in it. No, not but at all. But it's about Frances McDormand. She lived in a town that <clears throat> was a factory town. Basically, the factory shut down. She ended up, uh, the factory shut down, so she, and then her husband died. She ended up being a wit- widow, becoming a nomad or vagabond, um, living in her van. And it's basically just following her journey. It's super depressing, but yes, but also like introspective. Uh, I feel like no one person is gonna have maybe maybe okay, but like everybody who watches is gonna take away something different. Right. Um, what I take away from it is you can like you're gonna relate to a movie, right? Right. When right. you watch a movie, you're gonna you're gonna reflect yourself upon to it. Sure. So what I took upon away from it was just this lady who's kind of. Uh, taking like dealing with with her loneliness and and struggling with her loneliness but at the same time kind of being addicted to the loneliness which is something that i deal with a lot is like you know being you know having these issues with being alone all the time but also being kind of addicted to being alone all the time you know what i mean right yeah you you've not not so much you've come to like accept Mm -hmm. that and like that lifestyle but it's it's comfortable yeah for sure and it's comfortable but it's also lonely so it's like it's really hard to weigh out right yeah so you're like on the borderline like you're on the fence of like yeah wow this is very sad and then also like okay this is how i choose to be so this is where i find the most comfort right Mm -hmm. um but yes very much so what do you what do you take away from it very similar takeaway i and not, I, I don't know that it would be even like a spoiler to to give a little bit more of like what a very reoccurring theme was in the movie, but... Yeah, I don't think there's many spoilers to the film. No, absolutely not, because you still have to watch it and you you kind of have to understand where like each person's coming from and like where the onset of all of this is. But I think like a lot of the, the more like mental health stuff and, you know, like everybody's got their fair share of mm. things going on right now but that that stuff kind of hit a little bit more you know I, I feel like and i told you in the car i was like man like being in a little bit more of an emotional yeah. like state right now or like an, an emotional slump like some of the stuff that happened in the movie it, it definitely hit a little bit harder uh for me personally because i was like oh yeah like that makes sense like yeah. i can see why this person's feeling that way and then seeing how not so much casually these people were talking about, you know, suicidal ideations and mm. things like that. Like, that's a very heavy topic. Obviously, you know, nobody wants to talk about it, but, but it the is, movie it is, did yeah. an incredible job of 
you know, making it real, making it like, you know, not, not so much an option, but like these people were, you know, like they thought about it and then they, they thought about how selfish it was. They thought about how, you know, it affected this person, this person. It affected the dogs. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, And then at the same time, it was like, for some of these people, it was just an option, you know, that they, they were end of life. They were, you know, terminally ill and they, you know, they wanted to just live out the rest of their days. And I, I think for, for different people, like people going through, you know, family members being sick, personally being sick, um, just, you know, life changes of their own, like, it's it's gonna hit on different levels, yeah. like you said. It 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 everybody's gonna have their own takeaway, but a very well done movie for sure. Um, not not to be taken lightly at all. Um, watch it if you get the chance. If you live in absolutely uh, San Antonio, Austin area, they're showing it uh, at the Santicos right now today, right. Uh, right. which is as of recording this, it's Sunday, February seventh, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, by the time we put this out, it's going to be in Alamo Draft House, right. um, at least in San Antonio and Austin. Which we should just wake up and go watch it again tomorrow. Incredible. Let's do it, doggy. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to butcher this because they definitely deserve the credit. So um, it was directed, written, and uh, edited uh, partially by Chloe Zhao. Yes, who really doesn't have too much credentials to her. No, but. She has no Atlanta. That's about all that counts right now. That is a banger of a young as fuck, movie dude. She out. was born in eighty two. Okay. She's like thirty seven. Yeah. Um. And I imagine that that movie wasn't like just put out. Yeah. Because it is. It was based on a book. I think is what it said during. Mm-hmm. Um. Very impressive. <clears throat> yes. Very impressive to. Cinematography uh, was by a gentleman named Joshua James Richards, who, looking at his discography, kind of looks like he partners with Chloe Zhao quite a bit. Right. He doesn't really have nothing that uh, anything that stands out to me. Which is surprising because these, these, from what I saw, you'd think these would be very seasoned, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's, it's really a masterpiece. If I like producers I mean, stuff like that i don't even want to say it's it's recency bias it's no. just it's a i could have watched just a movie of it, it seemed almost like yeah it's the best movie of 2020 and, and we saw it in 2021 but it's uh it was released in 2020 right so yeah it's the best film of 2020 yeah, i haven't the, seen a few but this the scenery like you said the cinematography in incredible yeah i and then the score lastly was by a gentleman uh by the name of Lud- Ludovico Einaudi. You you butchered it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't but, know what his name is, but that I Lu- assume you butchered it. <laughs> Ludo- Ludovico Einaudi. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. You did the hand thing. Really. Einaudi. Really, really good. And, it, and the score, I mean, everything about that film was perfect. Like the score... Didn't overstep its boundaries. No, it really, it the really, right times. yeah, the right times. It let it like it didn't. It didn't. A lot of times, scores what they do is they kind of force the emotion on you, right? So when there's a monologue or an, an impactful scene, it'll 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 swell, you know. Yeah, this one didn't do that. It let the scene play itself, and then in certain scenes, it'll it'll you know. I almost feel it, bad because I be. I didn't. I don't remember much of the score. I rem- I remember like the the piano scene. Which I don't know if it 
would even be considered part of the score or just part yeah, of like the act. Is. But oh, okay, when they're playing the piano, right? Okay. Yeah, but and and maybe that's intentional. Like the score, like you said, it, it's more in the background. It's not. It's not part of you know like forcing the emotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a very good point because the emotion is all. The dialogue, the people, really these very like close up shots, the the intimacy of them. They're in very confined spaces mm-hmm. because they are all in like vans, trailers, things like that. Um, and it it's almost it it felt almost like a documentary to it me really did. in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, because of how intimate it was. Like somebody just behind a camera shooting like these people as they're going through you know these different like stages of life and like these realizations they're coming to and healing maybe for some and then just transitioning to end of life for others. Yeah. Um, very well done. I, th- I thought it was incredible. And I, I'm still very stuck on like the cinematography and the shots because some of the, some of like the places they'd been to I've seen oh. and then others I've only seen in like pictures and then to be able to see it in IMAX and whatever it was shot in, like, yeah, holy if shit. If you get dude. the opportunity, watch it in IMAX. If you For get sure. the opportunity, at least watch it in theaters. Absolutely. Like, I, I couldn't see any other any other format doing it justice. No, yeah. Um, one, uh, we could, I could do, literally do a whole episode on Nomadland and, and yeah. how it, you know, things about it and how it made me feel. Uh, one thing that kind of resonated with me too was uh, when, when, when she's talking to the, other nomads the conversations are very personal and, and and feelings and thoughts and then there's a scene where she goes to like her sister's house right and she's having a conversation with you know the people that are not nomads and living a very uh traditional like, life domesticated yeah yeah and the conversations there are about about um real estate and and the housing market yeah yeah and and, and that kind of resonated with me because like if you go out to when we were you know um, at a bar uh, back home, and um, we struck up a conversation with someone there, and I asked her, you know, what do you do? Looking for kind of a who are you? What are you about? What do you do? Right. Yeah. And her response was her job. Yeah. And that's kind of like it, it's depressing that that people's lives are and maybe there's people who who are their jobs they they love and and you know they're fortunate enough to have that like you know, balance in their life where yeah, absolutely. Their, their job is their life in a positive way. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't want to get off too much into that, but you know, that kind of struck with me well, uh, uh, pretty, pretty good too, where it's like, that's kind of depressing where what you do or who are you is, is, is how you make money. Yeah. And I think sadly, like a lot of, for a lot of people, like their, their work experiences are their only life experiences, yeah. right? So they that that almost becomes their personality, and I think that's it. It is like it's a very deep topic for like yeah. a podcast. Where just last episode we were making cum jokes, but yeah, and we're very drunk. Yeah, just being trashed, and maybe that's a good thing, you know? Like we're we're able to kind of dissect this a little bit further, and I can be sadder about Mo- Nomadland, but. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's it, yeah. Saturday. That was one thing that. Thank you. <laughs> hit, me, hit me with a little song. Hit me with a little song, boy. Ooh, that's Saturday. for Saturday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that that definitely was something yeah. that I picked up on as well. Um, and I think you you definitely expressed that very clearly. Uh, that that was like a big a big part of mm. 
and and it it was almost like it was such a small scene but it it was like hey here's these people who are able to live freely and not like it was it didn't take it to a place of like they were hippies or like these free thinkers or anything like that it didn't romanticize the life. Right, it yeah. It did, but then it, it, it also, like, showed, like, these very dark spots of it. Right, right. And it was, it, it you know, like, it, it, it didn't tell you, like, because when I walked out of the theaters, I was like, oh, you know, like, living in a van would be very cool, right? But then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, wait, but no, it wouldn't. Yeah, and I think. Like, as, so- as great as it would be. It still is a very hard lifestyle. Sure. I told you it's very humbling. Like you, you know, you, like you have to be a hundred percent into this idea of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was very very nice how they kind of like separated the two. Yeah, so. I think if if I live that van life, I'd be more of the character of the kid who uh, who asked to bum a smoke. And then gave her, a, and then shared a beer with her after. Right, Just yeah. Super, like, because she, she was a very social person. Uh, I, yeah, that kid. If, yeah. If you watch, he's, he's yeah. And I'll I, let you watch it if you watch it. And I think I would be more her because I'm, I, I do enjoy talking to people, mm-hmm. but I also enjoy, like, my own personal time and, yeah. like, the... I guess the suffering and silence thing, like the masochist. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like a masochist, like "ooh, spank me, daddy." Yeah, a little bit, but (laughs) it's more the 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 emotional masochist. And I, right, you know, I'm there with you, boy. But yeah, no, he like the the character you're talking about specifically. Like, I I could see a lot of myself in him as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, and he's a great actor. Like, like he did. For such a small role, like he everyone, did incredible, yeah. But yeah, like I could see myself more as because, like, a lot of the things she would say, like, you know, I I need to work, and that that's like, you know, that's a lot of how I deal with, yeah, any sort of balance, like, yeah, like any sort of issues, or like if I become too emotional, like I just let me consume myself with work, like physical labor, hard labor, mm. or just doing things to keep my mind occupied. Yeah. Um, and that that's a lot of what I saw in her. And that's kind I of funny that though, because I've talked to you all the podcast where I'm kind of in this funk where I don't even, I don't want to do anything. Right. And I've been in, in a- Except this podcast. A, yes. I've been in a constant state of just working extremely hard for the past five years. And right. I've recently hit this state where- I don't want to do anything at all. Like, yeah. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a funk per se, which is the the other spectrum of of her. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird how you, how you can see. You know, we both watched the same film and 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 saw it in the same spectrum and also different spectrums. Yeah. Uh, I that, that's uh, kind of why I love movies, and you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That kind of goes into one of the topics that I want to talk about today is kind of what got you into film. Or what right. got you into loving movies and and just want to, wanting to watch these? Because like I said, we watched. Who's gonna watch Nomadland? You know what I mean. Um, I hopefully our listeners, people, man. but we were there with ten people. One of them looked like a nomad, right? Yeah. Ooh, so absolutely, he was wearing overalls. He was wearing like a these really raggedy the pants. shirt from Bananas in Pajamas. Yeah, that blue pinstripe shirt tucked into his like swashbuckler pants yeah very nice guy i assume i don't know 
He was yeah, he seemed cool. But he, but he was taking a piss before us <laughs> and before imagine, that yeah. guy that was taking a picture. I would want to be him, you know, when I'm when I'm that aged going to the theater to watch No My Land. No, absolutely. Um by yourself. Yeah. But that was a cool move. It uh like I said, it, what I mean is like it, it, it takes a not takes a lot, but you you have to be, you know, a certain way t- to appreciate film in that in that aspect. Right. Like what what got you to that point? Me personally? Yeah, like what's your personal experience growing up with film? I think so I I like it it wasn't early on. I think a lot of it was like family oriented. Uh like going to the movies with my family. Um was there anything you remember watching? Specifically? So I I know I've mentioned this either in last or the first episode, but watching Silence of the Lambs at my aunt's. Mm. So I'd you'd get watched by my aunt's and or by my aunt and she'd put on Silence of the Lambs because she had just tons of VHSs, but for whatever reason that was the one that she would play consistently for me specifically, because it was only me that was getting, you know, babysat by her. And maybe that explains why I'm just like a fucked up individual altogether. But like that, you know, I, I consider that a very good movie, maybe like a very great all time classic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that specifically kickstarted my movie journey. I think a lot of it, it does have to do with like blockbuster outings and like going to, you know, yeah. rent your favorite movies or rent favorite games, whatever, seeing what all's available. Um, but the, the older I got, the more I appreciated like stories, you know, the more I started to read as, you know, as an adult and stuff like that. Uh, was there any film that you saw that, uh, kind of made you sit back and say, oh, there's, there's a lot more to these, to the movies than just the blockbuster aspect to it. Like as far as, you know, I think for me, a lot of that is, is very cliche, like, still like Forrest Gump adolescent like uh not so much like maybe not Forrest Gump but like Pulp Fiction or like other Tarantino movies or you know like Clockwork Orange like some of the like Mm -hmm. indie-er cult stuff yeah no yeah and that's that's what I like a lot of what I lean towards but yeah um I think that is what kind of kick-started this like I guess passion for film and just like the more I branched out towards stuff like that, the more I started branching out towards more like, like you said, like introspective stuff, like kind of, you know, even like the more, I don't know, what would, what would you consider like Nolan's films? Just like, just kind of, kind of the, like the more, um, the thinker. Yeah. Not a, What's the, what's the fucking word I'm thinking? I'm not obscure. Um, we'll get back to that. We will, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, what about what's the first movie that made you cry? Do you know the Nomadland? first movie that made me cry? <laughs> Did you cry yeah. during Nomadland, dude? I don't know if you saw me put on. So obviously, like, wear your mask while you're not eating or drinking. Uh-huh. Um, suck. I was eating and drinking almost the whole time, but a couple times I did. Just pull my mask over my face to gather myself because it became very sad very soon. Um, the first movie to make me cry, though, um, damn, that's a tough one because there's 
There's probably like a couple like movies I saw when I was very, very young uh-huh. that made me cry. Okay. Cause I do get very emotional during movies. Like I can full out sob. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. Shouldn't be. No, absolutely not. And uh man, what was the first one to make me cry? What was what was your first movie to make you cry? If like I'm sure there's more like before. Right. Uh, but the, one of the first ones that I, I, that I can recall was, uh, seven pounds. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a good film, but, but it's it the, is. the, the suicide, something about suicide scenes always resonate with me. I know I told you that story about yeah the suicide scene at, uh, the rules of attraction. Right. 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 Tell that yeah. another day. But yeah. yeah, something about suicide scenes always, always resonate with me. Uh, Yeah. I guess spoilers, but <laughs> should I be worried? The seven the seven pounds scene that was one of the first ones. Uh, I know Warrior. There's, I mean, so many movies that made me cry. Oh, the Moby Dick scene in Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. Is Ooh. it Moby Dick? Moby. There's the Mo. There's the uh, Moby. I don't know if it's Moby Dick, but it's like a sailor uh, scene where he's like listening he's to his raging tapes. drunk. Yeah. yeah, and then the uh, the the last fight scene. Um, I'm still trying to think of what mine would be. Fern Gully, not Fern Gully. Uh, what was the, fuck? I, I ruined the callback. The old uh, Yeller, Land Before Time, Land Before Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember crying and just masturbating vigorously <laughs> to it. Uh, horny Land Before Time. Damn, what was? I think I've just cried to so many because, like, the other yeah, not the other day, not not specifically yesterday, but maybe within the last couple weeks, I watched. Uh, sleeping with other people which isn't like a great rom-com yeah i'm not i'm not too keen on the rom-coms like you i dude i go through periods where a few at a time like i've watched uh love and love and other drugs drugs. yeah uh a few times and every time i like get to a point where i'm just like well it's very sad and then i'm just a sad tear but no, there's been there's just been a ton of movies, and I can't pinpoint what the first one might be. But yeah, it's a hard question. If you if anybody needs movies to cry to, we'll do a we will absolutely. We're gonna do an episode about status films, for right? Sure, for that movies, because yeah. I have a few. You have a few. I have yeah, and uh, uh, a bunch. Yeah, and it's we have, I have some good ones. Yeah, uh, Nomadland's already on the list again. Just watch that one, and so Nomadland, and I was thinking about it while watching it kind of um reminded me of kind of my journey into film and and loving it Mm -hmm. and uh well i guess i'll start kind of i remember i remember also kind of being really into fucked up movies right i remember well scarface i liked a lot okay i don't know why but like in fifth grade uh in that time period i i wanted to be scarface and i would wear a lot of silk silk button-up shirts that's a flex too dude <laughs> and then i remember my dad showed me the remake of texas chainsaw massacre okay and i got obsessed with that and i would always wear a, a leather face mask around the house <laughs> <laughs> and school. when i was like yeah when i was like 10 and that kind of like where i where i would just get this obsessive personality of, of movies right and then maybe when i was 14 15 uh i would just watch you know just flip channel surfing and uh i watched this film called george washington which you've is talked about that before probably 
if I had it, like probably my favorite movie, and it it reminds me of Nomadland, right? It, where it has like this this it's it tells a story, but it feels insanely personal and and intimate for sure, and very sad as well. Yeah, it has a super sad tone. I have a tattoo of the of the movie of a line from the movie um, because I love it so much. And that was one of the fir- first movies. What's that I saw. the line? It's uh, down this twisted road. Please watch over my soul. Nice. And then the continuation of that is and. Down this twisted road, please watch over my soul, and lift me up so gently as to not touch the ground. As to not to touch the ground. It's a movie about um, some kids growing up in poverty, and and I don't even know how to describe it, but just something about it. Just it's one of those movies where 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 I asked you was like, oh, there's a lot more to movies than yeah, Blade Two. You know what I mean? I wish, and I love Blade Two. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, watch watching that it was one of the first ones where I'm like fuck yeah like it hit me it hit me like a truck and it was directed by david gordon green which is it's kind of funny because he did eastbound and down <laughs> the show a show which is yeah. a funny show i like it a lot but Danny mcbride yeah george washington i think it's on the criterion uh channel network right now if you if you wanted to stream it uh it's very sad <laughs> which is good yeah, Criterion Channel is, is great for streaming these weird, uh, like, very artsy, fartsy movies, but good movies. Right, right. Uh, another, I guess, if we're recommending streaming is Tubi. Tubi is not Quibi, right? Because Quibi was the one that completely shit the bed. I think Quibi was the one that you wanted to watch on your phone, right? Or you yeah, had to. Yeah, it was like, it was like five. Tubi's what we're watching uh, the original Suspiria on right now. So Tubi's free. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Tubi's great where it has these like really obscure, it has like- Sponsor Tubi. Sponsor us. <laughs> Please. It's free. Uh, they have a lot of really weird cult movies and- Right. And just it has great movies, like random shit, old shit. It had uh, We Are the Flesh on there like I just saw. Ooh. It has Attack of the Declared Tomatoes. It has I Saw the Devil, which uh, I got wrong in the last episode. I said the car scene was from Old Boy. I mean- right. Uh, I saw the devil. Korean, sure. Or, uh, and then yeah, Criterion Criterion Channel Criterion Collection is like uh, it puts out uh physical copies of good movies. Basically, that's yeah, all I can yeah. say. Good, good, good physical copies too, where it has like special features and and things that you won't get anywhere else. They're putting out like um, they actually just did. I think is uh, Japanese noir. Uh, collection which is like it's like Japanese films um, James Bond Jap- but in Japanese yeah and it has like this weird jazz infusion um, and it's, it looks really good I'd like to check it out which is very funny because jazz jazz penis jazz jazz penis jazz penis uh, but original James Bond I don't know if you've seen any of them but I think it's no time to die. Maybe uh, there's a scene where they, and I may have told you about this already. They not only give him like a very traditional like Japanese bowl cut, <laughs> like dark straight hair. Yeah, because at one point they're like, "Hey, we need to make you more presentable for." marry and like this other spy we have that's chinese or japanese mm. um 
so you have to look a little more traditional. So they give him that wig, yeah, the black straight hair, bowl cut, and then they give him docked eyelids. They like they put like a you know like a, yeah. Well, um, the back then was that the sixties and seventies. Right, you could do whatever you, you wanted. You could do whatever to Sean Connery. You could, you could do, do yeah. what the fuck ever you, you could, wanted, and um, and then they gave him uh, like a very bad tan to look, you know, a little more traditional is what they called it. Yeah. For all for like a five second scene, the next like the next scene, mm-hmm. and then they just went back <laughs> to like. Okay, you don't have to do this anymore because... Yeah, you, yeah, that's, that's it. What a wild time. It was absolutely a wild time, I assume, but it was just crazy that that's what I could watch on TV at the time or like recently. But yeah, to kind of... So to go back to... Uh, so when you asked me about some movies that made me like more emotional mm-hmm. uh, or like kind of shaped my personality, I guess... Um, eight mile, eight mile. Yeah, and my family can attest to this. I took to that movie uh, violently. Like I was very much into Eight Mile. <laughs> I was very much into Eminem as a young kid. Yeah. Uh, so much so that I would wear beanies. I'd wear oversized hoodies. Eight Mile is basically no sweaters. Man. In a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> uh. And when I'd go over to like a friend's house to stay the night, would not put my clothes in a backpack, would not put it in, you know, duffel bags. I'd put it in a black trash bag (laughs) and I'd carry it with me wherever I went until I got to like their place. So I was living like I was homeless, very much with a home, loved parents and everything, but I just like, that's the personality I adopted. Um... He doesn't make good music now, though. I'm sorry. Unfortunately not. Yeah. At the time he was, um, now, terrible music. But either way, the movie, good. I don't know why it resonated with me so well. Like, I wasn't loving his situation, but I think just, like, the rebellious side of me wanted to be part of, like, this... Kind of gritty trailer park guy, fucking. Your boots so life. old, they starting to grow roots. <laughs> Do you have rap battles at school or with yeah. your friends? Yeah, yeah. I think was that Eddie Murphy? No, dude, that was Eminem. Eminem, but yeah. So you know, like, I think I I can't I can't like pinpoint when exactly for movies for me. Yeah, I decided like, wow, this is the best thing for me i think at some point i've just always been like i'm gonna see movies in theaters i'm gonna enjoy these movies Mm. and then the more like i kind of got with people that also felt that way or you know talk to people that felt that way um the easier it became to like kind of express like what i thought about movies stuff like that i've not been like a big forum guy or like i'll go i'll go through and i'll like read youtube comments or i'll read you know like I don't really, yeah, I'm not a forum guy. If if I get my movie news, it's either through YouTube, like I'll watch, like I'll just see trailers come out or something right, like that, right. oh, or I'll I'll follow a few movie related channels. <clears throat> Excuse me, or, or I'll uh, you know a few Instagram pages post some interesting things, right? What's funny though is when we met, uh, when we were like what. 
11, 12? Probably around there, yeah. We didn't care about movies. I don't think at the time, yeah. Right? I don't think either of us really And then we kind of, uh, like, you know, we had our friendship, and then we kind of broke apart, and then we kind of discovered movies on our own. Yeah. And then we came back together and, and we were and like, rekindled oh, over that. Yeah. Yeah. Not only movies, but like music too. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of, when we first met though, it, we did kind of bond over music because story time. Here it is. <laughs> we met when we were what? Sixth, seventh grade? I think yeah. we knew each other in sixth grade. Right. Was like, right. Ooh, who's that hot boy over there? Yeah. And it was you. <laughs> it was and, me um, saying that to yeah. my teachers. <laughs> Miss, miss, who's that hot boy there? Who's that hottie? <laughs> uh, and then in oh, that's seventh probably grade, a story we shouldn't tell. Actually, yeah, let's not do that story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we had classes together in seventh grade. Right, that's when we kind of um, met. That was at the dawn of emo music. It was, and and long live emo music forever, dude. I'll never get over it. Uh, you, uh, I remember. I don't know how it came to be, but you, I remember I liked Brand New and I liked The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows because they were showing it on Fuse. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Wasted words in lowercase in the capitals. I know vocabulary. You do. I know what that is. Uh, So I think, I don't, I don't know how it came to be, but you gave me a lot of Brand New songs to listen to. And I heard Play Crack the, Play Crack the Sky. A very much favorite. Yes, still. And I listen to it like nonstop. I, I can't imagine like being 12 years old and listening to Play Crack the Sky and being like, this is so fucking deep. Bro. This hits, dude. This hits hard. This yeah. fucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that was kind of like, we, we, we were just into similar shit. We would be in sports. We would be in tennis and basketball and just fuck around together. We were in tennis together. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then in high school, you kind of jump grades because... You're smarter than me. I'm a fucking dumbass. I wasn't even all smart, dude. I just, <laughs> you just I wanted to get the fuck out. to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I, uh, I was just cruising through. But I remember in ninth grade, and this might be a little foreshadowing for the future. Uh, we had a Spanish class together. Oof. And again, I don't know how this came to be, but it just ended up happening. We were at a Spanish class together. Who? Someone had icy hot. And someone between you and I also decided, before we take the Spanish test, let's rub this icy hot all over our face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about on our eyelids, under our eyes. Just anywhere. Everywhere. The most like porous areas of yes. our face. And um, uh, I just remember being in complete agony. And during the test, you know, everybody be quiet, take a test, whatever. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Not us. Every fucking five, ten seconds just being like, oh, oh my <laughs> God, I burst. <laughs> we were in, that is, I've, I've felt pain, dude. I have. And I'm excited to do it again in the future. Absolutely. Because I once we get video. It won't, yeah. We're going to revisit that. We're going to do a whole hour and a half of just... <laughs> I think we'll go blind. I think second time's the charm. It is what it is. You know, for the bit. For the bit. For the followers. We, yeah, I'll go blind. I don't. Yeah. And then, like I said, you, you know, graduated early. We kind of separated. Right. You went off to do what you do. I did. went off to do what I did. And then 
eventually we ended up rekindling and 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 here we are and very very still very strangely because we like we didn't maintain a lot of contact with each other no um what what was it that did it for us it was uh, a fantasy league we were in it was a fantasy football because you because my brother somehow you my brother got a hold of you, and yeah. and you ended up being in a fantasy football league that we were yeah. in. Yeah, what a blessing. Yeah, and that created like this group chat, and that devolved into just me, you, and my brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no offense, offense to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, they're no none of them are friends. <laughs> no, uh, I love everyone that was in that. Yeah, but, no, me too. But they're not journalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't support us. Oh, uh, but yeah, and here we are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was like a, it was a very weird transition. Like it wasn't like a, an overnight thing. There was years apart almost each time, but still very cool to like come back and just be like, oh yeah, you like all of the same movies. You like all the same music. Yeah, we like, didn't grow at all. It's no, weird. <laughs> not so. Not and I'm realizing that now. But <laughs> yeah, we we were. Uh, it's it's a weird term to use as a fucking grown man. But we were best friends in seventh grade. Then we drifted apart. Came back fifteen years later. Rekindled the flame, <laughs> and we're the same fuck. We're the same twelve year olds. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Nothing. Fanboying over Pete Wentz and Burt McCracken and and. Uh, eight mile Eminem. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy, rest <sighs> in peace, babe. She died, right? Brittany I Murphy. hope so. Because, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be wrong. She died. I think she. Brittany, she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Okay. I hope. Stop saying that. I'm praying to God. You're praying because you hope we're right. I'm, I'm right about it because I can't be wrong anymore because yeah, I said I don't want her to suffer. Episode. I don't want you know her to suffer thing, anymore. Another thing I said in the last episode that I need to backtrack on. What's that? I said that Uncut Men's was about my brother and I. And I've never I've never seen my brother's wiener, okay? It was a joke. I was saying it as a joke to... to, to <laughs> I'm self-deprecating. I said yeah. it for the bit. I've never seen my brother's wiener. What do you think he's doing right now? Sleeping? We could probably. He's trying to cut off his wiener tip because <laughs> he's embarrassed. <laughs> he's actively cutting the skin off. This is Future Marcus checking in. I think this is a perfect spot to cut it at. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think given the circumstances, we held it together pretty well, at least up until this point, which is why I'm cutting it here. Uh, <clears throat> we like to create the illusion that we know what we're doing and talking about sometimes. So after everything after this that we recorded is not a train wreck, but I'll liken it to a blimp crashing, very slow and drawn out, and 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 that's that. So so nobody needs to see that or hear that. For now, though, we'll catch you on the next one. Hopefully, that's in two weeks. Our goal is one every other Monday. Uh, so keep it keep an eye out on the social media, my friend Marcus, at my friend Marcus on Instagram. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep you updated. David, I love you. The listeners, eh, you're growing on me a little bit. You're growing on me. Coming around. I'll catch you on the next one.